0: This is Stacey McKibben with the Master Communicator Podcast, where CEOs, C-suite executives, and senior leaders share their advice. It's six questions in nine minutes because the best leaders know how to share their ideas concisely and quickly. Let's jump right in. Question number one, in a few sentences, tell me who you are and what you do.
1: My name is Chad Dyer. I live in New York City, and I work in a field called enablement where I'm in charge of things like training, uh, helping people develop their skills, and also collaborating across the company to help tie initiatives together.
0: Oh, man. And I I did a little spying on you, Chad. I happened to find out that you're also an opera singer. Is that true?
1: I am a retired opera singer and also an author. I I have a few interests, and I still find creative outlets to get into from time to time.
0: Oh, man. Okay, so you're kind of the first one that I've really interviewed, where we got this beautiful blend of the analytics and the people side and kind of the creativity. So I'll be really excited to hear what you have to say about people and communication. For sure. that being said, question number two for you. What's the best thing about leading people from your perspective?
1: I think the best thing about leading people is the journey that it takes you on as you meet different types of people throughout your career and learn how to relate to different people in different ways. I've had teams of salespeople earlier in my career who are just really hungry and really focused on money. And then and, and I've had teams of people that were really analytical and focused on making an impact on the business. So managing all those different types of people has taught me a lot about myself and the types of people I gravitate toward. And because of the different years I've been managing people, which is definitely over a decade now, it's really given me a big toolkit when it comes to being a people leader.
0: Well, and you know what? All that leaves me imperfectly. perfectly my question number three, which I'm curious your thoughts on this. I often hear from other leaders that business would be great if it weren't for that pesky people part. You know, with all those different personality styles that you're describing, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I'm known in my company as the culture monster, so it's very rare that I ever meet <laughs> anyone that I that I don't like or can't work with. So I don't I don't ever think about the pesky people part, and I, and I think a lot of leaders have found unique ways to leverage people like me and companies to say, hey, let let me run let me run that through the empathy meter to make sure that that's going to be something that resonates with people across the company. So I think we all have our strengths and sometimes leaders are super focused on the business. They don't have the same amount of EQ because we're all built differently, but I think you can leverage other people in the business who do, either as partners, sanity partners, just to balance ideas off of or helping them manage larger teams and then bringing them into group conversations to make sure you have the voice of empathy in the room. But I have never been one to think of having a pesky people problem, even in, in years gone by when I've had underperformers that I've had to let go, I've, I've made a way to find a path for them forward, either with the company in a different role, or just try to be a good resource to them as they look for their next opportunity. So I'm, I'm a people person and a people champion, and that's what I do.
0: I, I mean, you're blowing my mind right here. There's a, a so many sound bites, right? I mean, having the voice of empathy in the room, I just think is so powerful. Because again, I think you're hearkening to the point here where I really want listeners to understand it's not only sometimes about you know, overcoming your weaknesses, but it's identifying them and seeing them and then surrounding yourself by the people who can help to complement you in those ways. So I I do think, though, that, you know, as leaders, we we can't let ourselves off the hook, right? You can't go, oh, that's just how I am and then not do anything about it. But I do think you can have that awareness and surround yourself by it and then work steadily, you know, towards finding that space to
1: When I think being a creative is also a strength of mine in that situation because I'm able to look for different ways to relate to people. I mean, studying theater and Mm. studying acting growing up, I had to live in a bunch of different personas and understand people's perspectives that were way outside of mine or way outside of even my comfort zone at some parts of my career when I was performing. So I think that really laid the foundation for me to be able to relate to lots of different people. And it's given me an interest. A lot of my friends are from other countries from having a lot of different backgrounds and ideas. I I don't come from that group of homogenous friends where everyone looks like me and sounds like me and dresses and acts like me. And I think that's also been helpful in developing the way that I relate to people in my career.
0: I love that. You make me think of, you know, improvisation for leadership, right? They talk about how in improvisation, you're doing a good job when you're making the other person look. And everything, again, here you're describing for me is, is really along that line of, you know, how are you showing up in service to the other person, right? Okay, I could talk about this for days. All right, question number four. What are other successful business leaders like yourself should be on the podcast? In other words, who should we be listening to, right? I think your voice is really incredible out there in the marketplace. Who other, what other voices should we be listening to?
1: I mean, I'm always going to go to people that I consider to be my peers and mentors that I get the most from. I think if I was talking earlier today to Morgan Ingram, who's hosting a virtual happy hour today to get a lot of us leaders together because we're missing conference season, and and conference season is one of the best times a year to get around to other people in your profession that you're not working with every every day to share those ideas so Morgan's yeah. A plus and he's everywhere um two of my mentors uh Max Altshuler at Outreach uh, does marketing there and it's just another empath another person that lives to serve other people and and just working with him and finding opportunities just to be better at what I do to make people's lives better and then, then Steve Richard at Exec Vision. Steve Richard's been someone I've known for years and years a mentor of mine and He's also really focused on how to make people better. And I think surrounding myself with people who that's their focus, those are the types of people I'm always going to recommend to talk on, on podcasts because they're really focused on how to make other people's lives better. They're not just going to come and promote themselves and the things that they do and the things that they work on. They're going to give you real actionable knowledge to improve uh, the people around you and to improve yourself.
0: Ugh, I love that. And at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. I mean, You know, advice is cheap, right? But results are priceless. Oh yeah, <laughs> And that's what I'll take every day. Um, What piece of advice about communication would you give to other leaders? You know, as you think about the young listeners that are out there or other even more experienced leaders, what kind of advice would you give?
1: Uh, I think the hot trend of the moment, it's not even the hot trend of the moment, it's just coming up a lot in conversations recently for me is listen. I think Mm -hmm. people are missing listening. I think we are so excited about ideating because we live in this society that's evolving so quickly and there's new technology and new ideas and new solutions. And we, we follow this train of ideas about what could work, what could be. And and we're missing a lot of the opportunity to listen to what people really need and what is working and what's happening. So I think the focus has to shift to really being present and listening. I think think when I walk in any room, I think of the same few things. Uh, Show up, be present, add value, have a laugh. Those are my four go-tos whenever I get in this situation because it it helps me be a part of the conversation instead of above it or outside of it. it also helps me engage with the people in the room, especially the have a laugh part. You got to lighten up. A lot of these meetings get so so tense and so deep, especially in the leadership (laughs) world where we're like making these game-changing and life-changing decisions. So to have a laugh part, is important for me.
0: It really is. I, and I think at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, what are we here for? I mean, none of us are going to be wishing on our deathbed we had sent one more email. So, <laughs> I hope not. You I said- know, I know. We, we, I think we hit our quota, you know long before we pass. But I think it's what you're describing. It's, you know, did we make a difference? Did we laugh a lot? Did we, you know, fill our hearts in some way? And I think we can do bit, we can, you know, business and that, that community feel can come together. It doesn't have to be mutually
1: exclusive. That is literally what my last book was all about. Bring your best self to work. It's about building authenticity that you bring into the workplace, because that's what impacts the people around you giving them permission to be themselves when you're weird and you bring your ideas and your (laughs) full personality in, it opens that up for the people around you. And and then you find your tribe, you find your squad, you find the people that you work with that you gravitate towards, not just because you enjoy the work or you're passionate about the same things, but because you're all weirdos in the same way. And who do you really (laughs) want to hang out with more than the weirdos around you?
0: That's so funny. I so use the word quirky. That's my thing. I love quirky. I think, you know, I'm quirky and people around me are quirky. I think that's the stuff that makes me laugh. Um, That's awesome. Question magic number six for you. Magic question number six. Tell us about your favorite boss or teacher. Who's really influenced you?
1: Um, Well, this is a happy, sad story because my favorite boss was my boss at Toshiba years ago. Her name was Priscilla Priscilla Winley, and she passed away um, last year. And I dedicated my book to her right after that happened. She changed my whole life. I applied for that job, and they passed. But she really wanted me to come work there, and the person they hired didn't work out. And she fought until they got me back in and hired me. And she gave me my first chance to be a leader. She put me in front of a national team at Toshiba. She always got the executives to, to listen to my ideas. And over the course of my time there, I really blossomed as a person. But I think the thing that she sewed to me the deepest was she gave me permission to use my creative skill set in my business skill set. Before then, I'd been just the sales guy and the sales manager that was focused on the numbers. And people didn't know a lot about me. They didn't know about my career in the arts. And I had my personality under a damper because I thought that was what a professional was supposed to be. And she encouraged me to be creative and to bring my full self to the office. And it resonated with the people I work with. And I led a strong team the whole time I was there because we just, we developed that familial bond a team sometimes does because we had permission to authentically be ourselves. I met their kids. They met my family. They came to see me when I performed. And, And it just really felt like a really, I got a full life experience in that job. And it was the first time I did that. And I swore after that, I would never make a change. I was going to bring my full self to every job I had relate to people, warts and all, if they like me, if they don't, but feel that I could come home every day and take a deep breath and know that I was authentic. And Priscilla Winley is the person who, who taught me that and like a million things more. She taught me like my entire manager skill set on top of that, but she changed my life in a big way. And, and I miss her a lot.
0: Well, my heart is swelling just listening to you talk about that and watching your face light up. And, you know, um, I always love hearing those stories, you know, so thank you so much for being on. How can people find you?
1: The easiest way to find me is on LinkedIn, uh, Chad T. Dyer. And you can find everything else while you're there. I got my email, my phone number, anything else you're looking for, my Twitter handle, all my articles, links out to anything I ever do. It's all going to be there. That's where I'm living these days. I promise to get a website at some point in the future. But right now, LinkedIn is the place.
0: That's awesome. Well, we will go find you and we will search you out. Thank you again so much for being on. And This is Stacey McKibben with the Master Communicator Podcast. For more ideas and insights, please go check us out at www.concilioteam.com. We look forward to seeing you again next time. Take care.